Messiah. Everybody in the area knew now that he had failed. The Romans had proved it by nailing him to a cross until he was dead. And they knew he wasn't just faking it because one of the soldiers there came and stuck a spear in his side. He wasn't playing possum. He's really dead. A few people who still retained some affection for Jesus helped him after he was taken down from the cross to start preparing his body for burial. Because it was the Sabbath coming on, they weren't able to complete it. And now, early this first Sunday morning, the women were going to the tomb to complete the job. When I go out of a morning now, whether I'm walking in the neighborhood or going to my car to go to the gym, I hear the birds singing. Any of y'all go out in the morning and hear the birds singing? And maybe you look up and, and you see the sun rising, peeking through the trees. Maybe you look, go out a little bit earlier and you see the stars up in the sky and, and you notice it. All the women didn't notice any of that. No sky, no birds. All they knew was that Jesus was dead. It wasn't just that he'd been proven not to be the Messiah. It wasn't just that they'd invested their lives in following him. But Jesus was dead. And they knew what dead meant. They didn't harbor any illusions. They couldn't just say, Ah, oh, well, God needed another angel. Or, everything happens for a reason. Or, he's in a better place. They couldn't even say, God is in control. They believed Jesus. Not just believed in him, but believed him. Believed what he said. Believed the claims that he's made. They'd thought, they'd been sure he was the one that was going to redeem Israel. They thought he was the one that was going to bring righteousness and salvation and peace. That's what the angel had told Mary when, when he came and announced the birth of Jesus. That's what the angels had told the shepherds in the field when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. But now Jesus was dead. And knew, they knew it was all false. They knew they believed a lie. For all they could see, death had won. Maybe they shouldn't have been so surprised, we think. They were familiar with death. They knew that everybody died. But they'd seen some odd things along the way. Some of these women might have been there with Jesus when a man named Jairus came to him and said, Teacher, my little daughter is sick. She's on the very edge of death. Will you come and heal her? So Jesus, too slowly, makes his way to Jairus' house. And by the time he gets there, it's too late. She's already dead. Nothing can be done. The mourners are already there. They're already wailing and crying over the dead daughter. 
But Jesus speaks up and he says, oh, don't, don't mourn, she's just asleep. And y'all know what you'd do if somebody said that, don't you? You'd laugh, what does this fool think he's talking about? She's dead. But maybe these ladies that were there with Jesus saw that Jesus pushed all those people out, took mom and dad up, took the dead girl by her hand and said, little girl, arise. And she got up. She was alive. Maybe some of these ladies who went to Jesus' tomb had seen that. Or maybe one of them had been with Jesus when he's walking through a little town called Nain, and he comes across a funeral procession of an old widow woman whose only son had died. Maybe they'd seen Jesus put his hand on the body. The son came to life again. Or maybe even more likely, just the week before, when Jesus was in Bethany, when he was visiting the tomb of his friend Lazarus, Lazarus who had been dead in the tomb for three days, And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. Maybe these ladies had some recollection of that. They'd seen Jesus' power over death. But what good would that do now? Jesus was dead. And it's not like one of his disciples could step up, like, like Peter. Peter would step up, hey, I've seen Jesus do this before. I can do it. Peter and the other disciples, they were hiding. They were terrified. They were absolutely sure the Romans were coming after them next. Yeah, the ladies went there that morning expecting to find a dead Jesus. We're hoping that somebody might be available to help them roll the stone away so they could finish preparing him for his death. But they found something that went entirely beyond their expectations. When they got there, the tomb was already open. And the guards, the guards, they had, they had wondered how they'd get past, had run away. And the body of Jesus was gone. But there's an angel, there's an angel sitting on the rock. And the angel says, he is risen. Just as he said. What do you mean, just as he said? Well, if we go back a few chapters in Matthew to Matthew 16, we see Jesus having a conversation with his disciples, and, and Jesus says, who do, you, who do people say that I am? Oh, some people say you're John the Baptist, come back from the dead. Others say you're Elijah or one of the prophets. Then Jesus said, okay. That's who they say I am. How about you guys? Who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus affirms Peter. Peter, you're right. You got that from the Father. 
But immediately after that, Jesus starts doing really weird stuff. Jesus immediately starts saying, the Son of Man is going to go to Jerusalem. He's going to be handed over. He's going to suffer. He's going to die. He's going to rise. That's the point at which Peter steps up and says, no way, Jesus, that's not going to happen. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And we read the Gospels and we see Jesus over and over and over again saying, the Son of Man's going to Jerusalem. He's going to be handed over. He's going to suffer. He's going to die and on the third day rise again. He says it over and over again. Have any of y'all ever seen uh, Charlie Brown on TV? Y'all know how adults talk on Charlie Brown? Wah, 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 wah. And what's that mean? Can you make any sense out of it? No. I'm betting that's how the disciples heard Jesus when he said, the Son of Man's going to Jerusalem. He's going to suffer. He's going to die and rise again. It made no sense. They'd come to believe he was the Messiah. They knew what to expect of a Messiah. And it had nothing to do with dying. Nothing to do with rising. And yet here's the angel saying, he is risen just as he said. And then they turn around, and who do they meet? It's Jesus himself. They see him. And they remember what he said. In his resurrection, when the Father raised him from the dead, Jesus defeated all the powers of sin, hell, and death. We can look at, at all the sinners arrayed against him the week before. We can see how Jewish sinners and Roman sinners conspired to put him to death. We can see how his own followers, his own friends, betrayed him, denied him, and deserted him. Jesus came to take our sin, the sin of the world, upon himself. And we gave it to him. The world gave him the worst they could imagine. Beating him. In our country, we have a law against cruel and unusual punishment. Have you all heard of that? We're not supposed to do that, right? Now, if you're Roman Empire, the more cruel, the more unusual it is, the better. Because that way you get people's attention. And you get a deterrent. Say, say you have a slave revolt in, in Italy. And there's thousands of slaves revolting. Well, what do you do? Well, you crucify them. So they have, after the slave revolt there of Spartacus... You have person after person, every 50 yards or so, another crucified person for miles and miles. And every time you see that crucified person, it says, Rome wins. You lose. That's what sin said to Jesus. You lose. Now, the people that did that to Jesus thought they were doing right. The leaders of the Jewish people thought, we are delivering ourselves and our people from this blasphemer who would bring down God's judgment on us. And the Romans, they're saving 
the, their image of Caesar. Caesar deserves honor and glory. He's our Savior. And they failed to see their sin as sin. It looked on Friday like sin won. But sin didn't get the last word. From the time of his birth, hell tried to impede Jesus. The powers of hell tried to destroy him, distract him, and derail his mission. Jesus tells us that the devil comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. We today, we might mock the idea of evil. We might mock the idea of hell and its powers. But when we look at Jesus on Friday, the powers of hell are mocking Jesus. If you're the Son of God, come on down from the cross. Show us who's boss. And what's he do? He dies. It looks like hell wins. But hell didn't get the last word. Friday afternoon, it also looked like death won. It was obvious, wasn't it? I mean, he's been hanging there for hours. He gives up his spirit to the Father. They, they stick the spear in his side. These executioners are professionals. They know what they're doing. They know a dead body when they see it. And we today, we're more intimately acquainted with death than we would ever want to be. We all experience it. More loved ones that die, from the people around us that die, there's no way around it. However long we live, Say you live to be a hundred. Wouldn't it be great to live to be a hundred? But then what happens? You die. Or let's say you're really good health. You live to 120. Then what happens? You die. Or you're like Methuselah. 969. You live to 969. What happens next? You die. We know that. And it looked like death won that day. But death didn't get the last word with Jesus. When we put our faith in Jesus, when we trust Him, when we entrust ourselves to Him, sin, hell, and death don't get the last word with us either. Those powers are still out to get us, still out to kill, steal, and destroy, still out to drag us down, still out to crush us and kill us. But when we come to Jesus, he offers us life. He offers us a word that defeats all those other words that come against us. What does that faith look like? It looks like coming to Jesus with empty hands. I don't have anything to offer you, Jesus. I don't have a resume. I don't have this skill set. I don't have this experience. I don't have this goodness I can offer you, Jesus, but I just come to you and I receive the life you offer me. I take you at your word. When Jesus says, 
If you believe in me, you're going to have life. Say, okay, Jesus, you say it. I believe it. And we receive it. Jesus today wants to do that in our lives. And we today can come to him in faith. It's not just believing in him. Yeah, there's this guy, this religious dude that lived 2,000 years ago, and he said some neat stuff, and it's okay. Yeah, so I'll believe he existed. It's not just that. It's not just going to church and saying, oh, yeah, there's this Jesus mumbo-jumbo. But it's trusting Jesus who defeated the powers of sin, death, and hell for you, for me. That's the Jesus who invites you to receive him today to come to him in faith. Let's pray. Father, when we deal with our sin and brokenness, we have strategies to deal with it. We can say, oh, we're not as bad as so-and-so. We can say, well, people say it's a sin, but it's not a sin. It's okay. And when it comes to the power of hell, we can just say, oh, it's just some of that old-timey Christian superstition. But Lord, when it comes to death, there's no way around it. We haven't found any way to beat it, Lord. And yet you have, through the resurrection of your son, Jesus. Lord, today we thank you for his life. We thank you that you raised him from the dead, defeating the powers of sin, hell, and death for us. Lord, help us to receive that gift of life in him today and to never let go in confidence that you'll never let go of us. Amen. Our final hymn today is, He Lives. We speak in the song of, I serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today. We're singing about this Jesus who's alive. Some of you, you've heard all this before. Some of, this, some of you, you've already put your faith in Jesus. You've, you've received the life He offers. Some of you today, it might be the first time that you've heard it, or first time it's gotten through. Today might be the time where you say, Jesus, I received the life that you offer me. If, if so... Just say, Lord, here I am. I receive it. And tell somebody. Come tell me. Tell your family. That's what you're doing. If you're able to, let's stand as we sing.